Hey there, snack fiends. This episode of Black Nerd Radio is sponsored by YummyYeti.com, where you can find the best of the Northwest snack box. Snack locally. That's YummyYeti.com, Y-U-M-M-I-Y-E-T-T-I. Oh, hello. Hey, have you heard of the newest hip uh, TikTok trend? No. Oh, it's a good one. It's 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 a trend where kids in school. Now, it's 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 not as painful as the milk crate one, or really as dangerous as the um, Tide Pod challenge. But I think if we were in, if we were doing this in our youth. I think it would have been dangerous because I think somebody would have one of these people would have killed us. It's called smack a teacher. What? Yeah, where you run up to a teacher and you smack him in the back of the head. I know for a fact. I have. I know. I can name you. Let's see, Mr. Allen, Mr. Dixon, and probably Miss Jackson would have pulled my throat right out of my neck if I hit them. I don't understand today's kids, man, and I, I, I don't think I ever will. I had two teachers that would literally fight you if you did something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, was, he was our algebra, algebra teacher as well as my wrestling coach, mm-hmm. Coach Glafka, and he was also my when I was a uh, freshman. He was our football coach, and – that guy was perpetually grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I told him at the time, because uh, I, I was weird. I was a weird student because I was, I, I was a really good. I had a three point. I ended up graduating with a three point six GPA. Mm. But my sophomore year. It had a lot of home problems and it just nose dived mm-hmm. and I was spinning too many plates and trying to do too many things. And I remember, I remember when uh, I was a sophomore, I, I had to give up wrestling. It was, you know, football practice was always hard and really physically demanding, but it was nothing compared to the, yeah. condi- the strength and conditioning compared to wrestling. Oh, yeah. I used to watch the wrestlers work out. Holy oh, my fuck. God, they were impressive. It oh, was man. it was brutal. Mm-hmm. It was like your worst day of daily doubles, but that was every day. Mm-hmm. And they, they push you to the limit. I mean, I've never been in better shape as a kid. but uh, Probably I, ever. You'll, you probably were never in better shape, ever. But I had to, you know, because you also had to watch your weight. And I was yeah. a heavyweight, but I didn't want to be, you know, I was I was a big kid, but the super heavyweights were like 
fucking men. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I, yeah, I, I was like, Benson. yeah, I know. And Grant. I was I like, you know, 16, 17 up against, I didn't want to be up against some dude with like fucking hair on his knuckles. I was mm-hmm. like, God damn, I, I can't. I don't want to get fucking just slammed like that. So I had to, you know, I had to make sure my weight stayed a certain. So it was super stressful. But I remember, um, I remember uh, I had to, uh, I had to let Coach Glafka know I was quitting. And I, you know, I don't, I, I, I quit mid-season, and you would have thought I told him, hey, I just fucked your daughter, and, <laughs> and she's pregnant, and I'm leaving. I'm leaving town. He didn't, like, put his hands on me, but I honestly thought he was going to. He, he was that upset. He walked away and just kicked. We, it was in class because I, I was, he was also my algebra teacher. And I waited until after class, and I said, you know, I got all this stuff going on at home and I can't, I, I, I just can't have this extra thing, you know, which was wrestling at the time. Mm-hmm. I, I said, I have to let it go. I'm sorry. And uh, he said, that's, you know, he gave me a spiel about quitting and tried to make me feel like shit, try to guilt me. Of course and then, and then he said, well, I guess I'm not changing your mind. And then he walked away calmly and then kicked his, kicked his a chair by his desk. And it went flying over his. I was like, God, what a fucking psychopath! Right. <laughs> I, get, I just got out of there. <laughs> we had a we had a teacher at Benson who was the baseball coach, and he coached some other class. I can't remember, man. It was so long ago, but he couldn't get the class to stop talking. I mean, he's like, okay, quiet down, okay, quiet down. All right, shut the hell up. Look now, don't make me mad. Calm down. He took out one of his bats and he hit the desk so hard, man. I swear some of the kids' souls left their bodies. <laughs> oh my God, I, I mean, it was terrifying. <laughs> Boom! Shut the fuck up. So like, he, he Joe Clark, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. Nobody told their parents. Nobody got sued. Nobody got fired. We just laughed later on in that day, even though we were scared out of our gourds that this dude was going to get one of us later on. But the point is, look at how much different it is. We were terrified of our teachers in our teens and below. Now, they slap their teachers. What? Yeah, that's how insane. did that? How did that happen that's in insane. 30 years of, of just life? It just... It, it, it reversed on us. I, I don't understand it. I would never. Mr. Allen got, I saw I saw Mr. Allen one day uh, in like 2008 or nine when I was at Radio Shack. It might've been earlier. It might've been, yeah, I think it was 2008. And he came in. I said, hey, Mr. Allen, how you doing? He said, Marcel, you're, you're almost 40, man. You could call me Ricky. Rick. I said, no, no, I can't. <laughs> I was like, I don't know why. But I can't call you anything with Mr. Allen, man. I don't Dude, I get it. I, I get don't, it. See, I'm glad somebody else understands. Most of the people can't. It's like, I can't call him. It's like if my dad said, you can call me Herman. No, no, I can't. No, I, I yeah. can't. I could never. My mother, you can call me Tanya. Nope. That, no, I, no, can't do it. I had a teacher, Mr. Lindley. Mr. Lindley was my English teacher. He was also, he was just a really good guy. He was an ex-hippie and 
you know, it's so funny. I, I can say it now. I'm sure he's either retired or, you know, it's been 30 years. He may have already passed away. So he was, you know, he was up there then. But mm-hmm. he had like, a, I think I've mentioned this before. We, You know, he was, you know, our last day of school, he let us watch RoboCop. In yeah, yeah. <laughs> about, yeah. I was like, you know, and I remember uh, he was just a really good teacher. But I, when I saw him the last time with his partner uh, and, uh, and you know, we had, the, you know, we're adults. I was like, I knew you were gay, Mr. Lindley. Yeah. He's like, oh, of course you knew. Mm-hmm. He's like, I, I, I didn't want to get fired. We couldn't talk about it. Wow. <laughs> but, uh. But um, he was like, um, he's like, you can call me by my name. I was like, no, you're forever, Mr. Lindley. Because yeah. I just, you know, I ran into my uh, history teacher, which was one of my favorite teachers. He was the one that actually made me interested in, I, I look forward to his class. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was a good history teacher. He was like, this is what the history book says, but this is what probably happened. And he was, you know, he just kind of he just kind of laid it out and made it interesting. And mm-hmm. I remember I ran into him at a Costco and I told him how, you know, how he able to impact. It was like, I'm not like a history teacher or anything, but I'm only interested in reading about history now because of your class. He's like, he's like, he's like, stop it. You're gonna make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like, it's like when I told when somebody, uh, um, a co-worker saw me do that at, at radio show. They're like, you can't call that man Ricky or Rick. I was like, no. I was like, I don't. And I said, I said, if you don't have a teacher that influenced you like that, because Mr. Allen was just the coolest dude ever. He talked to you about girls. He talked to you about life. He was like, he was my gym teacher. He talked to you about life. He helped me play basketball. Uh, I mean, it was just, he was like the older brother I never had. And he was just so cool. And plus, he really wasn't that much older. I mean, I was in grade school, middle school. And I think he was maybe 22, 23. So he really wasn't that much older, but he was still old enough. Right. He was so cool. And, you know, he was Mr. Allen. And I'm like, dude, I'm not going to, you know, shit on the memory I have of my youth of you and call you Rick. That's just not, that's not right. And, he finally went, okay, well, I, I tried. And I was like, you know, it's just the way it is, man. And I'm sure there's somebody, you know, in your past that you're like, he's like, yeah, rattled off a story or two. He said, I get it. He said, but, you know, it's just kind of weird that we're getting older and, you know, you still call me mister. And I'm like, well, you should have been a shittier teacher. How about that? <laughs> you know, or a shittier person. How about that? You know? Um but yeah, it's it's just weird how all of that has changed to slap a staff member. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't get that at all. It doesn't make sense to me. How do you do that? I mean, I, I guess there. I guess the fear of getting hit in school is gone. It's just it's 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 an ancient memory. I mean, our generation never got you know paddled. My mother's parents, my mother's generation did. So when we came around, that kind of stopped, but it still happened from time to time, <laughs> you know. Right, but, right. But we were still afraid of our teachers that we, if we did talk shit about them, it was on the playground, uh, before school, after school, or in the hallways. But we always straightened up. Like if one of your teachers called your name, you were like, "Huh, what? What I do?" Even in high school, like, "Huh, what, Mr. McKenna? What do you want?" You know, or, or Mr. So, Mr. So and So, what do you need? What I do? Nothing. I just want to say hi. Oh, hi. You know, you didn't go like, 
the fuck you want, man? Huh? Yeah, you, I you I, never I, did that, and I don't get that, man. I honestly think it's a generational thing now at this point. It's just, but yeah, I don't get it either. I mean, I, but you know, I had a, a lot of good teachers. There's a few bad ones too. Oh, I mean, we all had shitty teachers. There's yeah. a teacher that like you don't. Why are you even here? You know, <laughs> for the paycheck. That's why they're there. The, the, and all the time off they get. You know, the summers off, spring break off, holidays off. That's why my cousin became a teacher. He said, "Look, it's shitty work, but it's steady pay." Once you get to a certain point, you get tenure. You don't get fired. And he said, plus, I get all the holidays off and the summers off. So, you know, why not? And I'm like, but you hate kids. He's like, I know. I'll suffer through it for 20 years, retire, and we're good. Glad you have your life planned out, man. (laughs) I'm glad you have your life planned out. You're going to be a terrible, terrible, terrible teacher. He's like, I know. I don't care, though. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, you know, he became a principal and, you know, he, 20 years, he, he walked out, you know, and now he's doing consulting and, and he's good with it, you know, but he never, he never went in it with the right intentions, you know, and I don't, and I never understood that. It's like, if I'm going to spend my days trying to influence the youth, at least I'm, I have to want to do it. Right. You know? and, and that's why I'll give Heather because she was a, Apparently, I have never seen her as. I mean, I oh, she's a fantastic as, teacher, bro. Yeah, when I met her, she was at the tail end of doing that. Yeah, you know, and, but um, you know, you got she's you know, she's got kids that still seek her out or still mm-hmm. you know invite her to their weddings and stuff. I mean, how many? Once you know, when you got married, did you invite your third grade teacher? <laughs> No, I, mean, she, I don't even really, know who they are. So yeah, and they're, no. and they're all adults now. So they, you know, she really made an impact on on them as a teacher. And you know, she's good with Eloise. I think that's part of the reason Eloise is as bright as she is, is because you know we we both are united front with with her. But as far as like teaching her stuff early, she was she was leading the charge on that. See, in a lot of ways, I'm glad she ended up marrying and then divorcing. Well, had a beautiful child. You know, because yeah. sometimes because she was such she's such a good person, you know, and that's why we broke up so amicably. You know, we weren't mad at each other. We just knew that it wasn't it wasn't working out the way we wanted it to. And so we just kind of moved apart and you know, we made that vow that no matter who we marry, they're gonna understand we're gonna be friends. That's just the end of that. Uh, right. but she broke through my racist family. That's how good she was. She broke <laughs> through with my grandmother. Uh huh. You've met Ernestine. Oh yeah. Almost a hundred years old. I mean, she is the old time racist old black lady, and loved Heather. She respected Heather so much that at Stephanie's uh, bridal shower, Heather came. My my grandma, my granny, waited till she left. Before she went, why was Marcel's ex here? <laughs> Stephanie was like, oh, she's my friend. That's why she said, oh, I can understand that. Okay. Heather was at my grandma's house. She went back to play with one of the kids. and been there like five, ten minutes. And Granny looked at me and she said, I know she's white, but I like her. <laughs> I don't know why, but I like her. She seems like a nice, nice girl. You, you did well, Marcel. You did well. I was like, uh, what now? Uh I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know she's white. I don't think they didn't get, didn't get by me, but you know, she, she's good. You're a hilarious granny. And I looked oh, at Heather so... and I was like, how did you 
He's like, I don't know. It's like my my family still likes it. You know, they Granny asked about her. I think uh, two three years ago she asked about her. Hey, how's that white girl you used to go out with? Oh, she's fine. You know, she's married. She got a kid. Oh, okay, cool. I really liked her. She was a nice girl. <laughs> I was like, wow. Ah. And I and I saw some of the students. Uh, Heather taught at that little horrible little school she taught at where, where oh yeah, yeah. reality kicked her in the face where i told her that you're gonna see kids that you can just tell ain't gonna make it no yeah. that's what she argued with me no kids yeah. no kid is is is, 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 is is like that they're all gonna they all have a chance i was like no yeah, no they don't some they they see their parents and you're like fuck this kid didn't have a shot yeah and she did she saw <laughs> her parents and she she saw me like you know a little while later she was like almost in tears you're right some of these kids have no chance. They're going to be dead or in jail. I said, I know. It's it's a horrible fact of life that some people don't have a chance. They just don't. They don't get the support, the love, and in all in all in all honesty, their kids that their parents probably never should have even had. They're, they're, it's so bad for them. You know, their parents should have been like, yeah, we probably shouldn't do this. You know, right. I hate to, I hate to say that. But I've seen so many shitty kids come from shitty backgrounds. I mean, shit that we, you and I, can't even comprehend is so bad. Like, like I saw this one um, article where this lady in Russia, she cheated on her husband. And the eight-year-old boy told the husband she cheated on him. And in order to punish him, this bitch poured gasoline on him and burned him alive. The boy? Yeah. Jesus Christ. These are the kind of people that are having children. Which is why, to me, abortion's got to stay legal, man. Yeah. It's, it's got to. Uh, some of these women cannot be cannot become parents, man. They just they can't. You can't. And, and I know bearing kids is a biological right. I get it. But I wish that we were how do I put this? I wish we were more uh, select, more selective, more selective. But I wish we were a, a, a better, better group of better human beings to where we could objectively give standards to people oh. to have the to say, okay, here's your card, you can have kids now, right, right? Objectively, not based on religion, race, color, creed, height, weight, IQ, anything. Just objective questions and attitude and mental state to go, okay, you're not ready yet. Come back in a year, you know, and then we'll give you the shot. Because I remember telling Stephanie, I had this idea for a movie where all kids born get a shot. And the government doesn't tell anybody who the sh what the shot is, but it's kind of like people think about COVID, so this is really not the proper time, but I think it's hilarious. But where they give the kids the shot once they pop out of their mama. And the shot makes it so that they can't have kids until they're 21 minimum it, oh, okay. it just it, it gets rid of all of that so there's no more teen pregnancy no more nothing and then somebody finds out about it after like 20 years of no teen births or all that somebody gets curious and finds out about it. like what the hell's going on there should be some teen parents and you know all that's like no and they find out about the shot and they're pissed off and People on my side are arguing, well, don't you think this is better that there are no more teen parents and people aren't having babies when they're not ready? Don't you think that's a good thing? You know, like, no, it's a human right to have kids. 
And there also there are no more child baby, you know, having babies like eleven year olds getting pregnant. None of that shit. None of it. Uh. And so, and so, you know, that's a little bit off of where I was with Heather, quite a bit off. But it's just some shit that after reading some of the stuff that these people are doing, I, 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 I want it clear. I've always thought that abortion has to be legal. It has to be a, available for everyone because we don't all deserve to be parents man it's a it's a privilege to be a parent to me it's not a right it's a privilege it's not a right i, I agree 100 yeah it's not a right and people don't get that you 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 are you are molding the next generation of people that are going to run this planet do you understand the undertaking and the and and and, and the stress that I, I don't think these people understand it when they look at their cute little newborn baby of what they're doing. It's like this kid <laughs> is going to be part of this world someday. I I don't think you understand what what how ominous that is. Because I look at babies and go, eh, it could be a serial killer, mm, or it could be president. I don't know. And everybody looks at me like I'm a madman when I say that. But it's like it's true. Yeah. I don't know what this kid's gonna be. This kid's. To two years old, like my little niece, she's two years old. I have no idea what she's going to be. None. She could be a stripper. She could be a murderer. I don't know. She's two. You know? And I'm not going to just say she's going to be president of the United States because I don't know. I hope she is. But I don't know. And I think she's in, she's in a good position being raised well. Like Eloise, I didn't know what the hell Eloise is going to be when she was when, when she popped out of Heather. I think I even told her. I was like, I don't know what your kid's gonna be. She might be a drug dealing queen pin for all I know. Never, <laughs> never. Well, not now, obviously. <laughs> but at the time, I was like, I don't know. She might, she might trade in the sex trade with you know, be that, be that, be a woman that trades in sex with with kids. I don't know. All right, but, all right, easy. I, I, <laughs> but but I see her now, and I'm like, that's not a road she's going to go now. So. No. Good job. You know, is what I is what I say. Good job. So far. Well, I, I do what I do. We do what we can. I know you. <laughs> I know you do. But I'm just saying, is that good job? The toughest, the tough parts, I think, is still ahead. Though her teen years can be rough. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, that you know? that goes without saying. Yeah, it's that just, can that can be rough. That's just but, part. It's part of the gig. Yeah, my dad said to me, he said the he said the first five years were keeping you alive. Make sure you didn't die. He said from about 5 to 12, you were really good. You were a perfect little kid. He said, and then I had to restrain myself from killing you for six years. <laughs> <laughs> and then you turned like 19, and I was like, okay, I did a good job. He said, but there was a period there in your teens where I was like, I, I might have to kill this kid. I may, I may have to drown him in the bathtub. I'm like, what? Oh, Jesus. He's like, yeah, I pondered killing you a whole bunch of times. Your mother did too. You know, I was like, that's what teens do. You know, it's just there. He said, what did he say? How do you put it? You're trying, you're struggling between trying to not be a kid, but realizing you're not a man yet and right. you're fighting everything everybody's telling you because you're trying to find your own identity. And it takes a really good set of parents to guide you from 12 to 18. You can make it through those years. You'll have a good kid, solid contributor to, to, to the human race. But good luck. <laughs> so they, they say when you have kids someday, man, good luck. 
And the first five, just got to keep them alive. Not that hard. And then they'll be great conversationalists. They'll make you laugh. They'll make you cry. They'll, they'll entertain you. Like, Eloise is so entertaining right now. It's frightening. All the stories you tell, it's like, this is hilarious. She's 10. She's hilarious. Yeah, it's a kid is something else. Yeah. That's about to end, though, in about two years. <laughs> like, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, it, 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 it's inevitable. It's everybody. It's not a slight. Well, on yeah, well, it's yeah. Everybody. Oh, I understand, but there are degrees. Like some, absolutely, yeah. No, the, you know, like, uh, like with my pseudo daughter Eloi or Brittany. Brittany. She didn't. She didn't. She gave her mom hell during the teen years. She didn't really give me as much. With me, she was indifferent. <laughs> she, That's even worse. Yeah, it was a little bit. She was like, "You want to hang out? Great. If not, I'm cool with that." Yeah, fuck you know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She never. I didn't get a lot of attitude. I found myself feeling like a thirsty parent. Like, hey, you want to go to yeah. the movies? Hey, you want to? Hey, goodbye. Give me a hug. You know, give me kisses. I love you so much. You know, I've I found that. Yeah, it was like I was having to like you know having to like you know which i'll take over fuck you or you know yeah, i'll take any day of the week right oh uh, yeah i'll take indifference over uh just just contempt i hate <laughs> you you fucker <laughs> yeah but, but you know they always so you... double around she's you know you know you know around i say 19 20 21 yeah. they circle back right exactly and that's what i said that's what my dad said happens He's like, at about after 18, they start to realize that everything that happened between 12 and 18, eh, it wasn't that bad. No, when they get a taste of the real world, they're like, you know what? I had it pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just, like I said, man, I, that's part of the reason why I kept my mouth shut so much during my teens and just didn't tell my parents everything that was going on because I knew I was trouble. But I also knew that if I told them everything that was happening and everything that I was doing, uh, I could set them off and they might jump off a cliff or, or, or throw me off a cliff. Because it wasn't, I wasn't bad, but the people I knew were. And I mean, not like, you know, slap a teacher in the back of the head bad to circle it all the way back. I'm talking about murders and rapes and drug dealing, big time heroin, cocaine. I, I I knew horrible, horrible, horrible people coming up, man. I mean, horrible people. People that would make your hair on your arms stand up bad. You know, my dad knew I knew him, but he didn't know how bad they really were. You know, like, right. girl, you know, like I knew this girl in high school who she murdered a, well, she didn't murder. She killed a girl at a house party. Um, stabbed Ow. her to death. She stabbed her like maybe eight, nine times. Well, oh my God. Why? Yeah. Um, I think God was like 15 when she did it. She was like 16. Uh, she went to this house party and she got into an argument with one of the girls there. And, you know, they were, they were arguing and, you know, hair started getting pulled and all that shit. Next thing you know, Three of that other girls or four of that other girl's friends jumped in and started beating her up. She managed to slip free, got into the kitchen at the house party and got a butcher knife and lunged at the first girl who she was fighting at and just started stabbing the shit out of her. And I mean, killed her right then and there, just dead. 
There was no saving her, this girl, nothing. You just dead. The weird part about it was seeing her in school a week later. Because she, she, she didn't get in trouble because she was self-defense. They claimed self-defense and the cops bought it because of what they jumped her. And so she she fought for her life and won. Was seeing her in the hallways, looking at, God, I think her name was Michelle James. I think that was her name. I'm not sure, but I think that was her name. And I kept looking at her like, you actually killed somebody with your hands. I wow. didn't even know what to say to her, except you killed somebody with your hands. And you're at school. That was a week ago. And you're still you're here. Not in prison. You're here. Wow. I I didn't even know what to do. I mean, and she killed somebody. And then this uh this dude I had this uh that I didn't like because he was dating this girl I liked. He got his, I know I told you about the dude who got his throat slit at the party by this yeah. girl. Yeah, he fight this dude. A girl came around, gave him a second smile. That's real shit. And it's like, I was around people like that every day. Every day I was around people like this. I was around a dude named Curtis Dokes. I don't even know if Kurt's still alive or not or still in jail. But when he turned, God, I think he was 17. When he raped this eight-year-old. Oh, my God. Yeah. And uh, he was in jail for like 30 years for it, too. I don't know if he's still there or not. Um, but I know he did at least. They got him for at least 30. And this was down in uh, Louisiana. He was in one of those big, famous prisons down there, too. So, yeah, I didn't tell my dad half the shit that, you know, I I saw. You know, which is one reason why people who know me can't understand how I turned out so well. Like I had, I had a strong family core that was able to keep me from diving in. I always said if my mother or father had died when I was like 14, 15, you wouldn't know me or you'd know of me. Mm. <laughs> you know, you would know, you would know my name. It's kind of like a boogeyman. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I heard of Marcel Brain, boy. You remember that motherfucker? Yeah, I remember him, boy. <laughs> He walked, in the, he walked in the Safeway and he killed like 16 people in there, man. Motherfucker crazy. <laughs> he's, a, he's a lunatic, Jack. <laughs> he did it because uh, somebody looked cross-eyed at him. Billy the Kid style. You're still a lunatic. Just a low-key lunatic. Oh, uh, yeah. Man, just just, just kind of low-key, you know. Um, but it's well, a good, good way. So. Let's, let's switch gears because we're going down a dark road. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, did you? I now, now today's Wednesday, so there's a new what if. But did you watch the last what if with the Watcher? Or what if Ultron? Won? Oh yeah, where Ultron is like somehow supremely powerful for some odd reason. Well, no, it's not for some odd reason. He, I mean, you forget he had the Mind Stone, and this, and, and you know, um, him being what he was in the in the what if is what initially he wanted to happen. In in the uh, Age of Ultron movie, in the Avengers Age of Ultron movie, because right. you know the whole point of making Vision is that he was going to insert himself into that body, but you know the Avengers got to it first. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, he had the Mind Stone. He had an Infinity Stone, so he would be insane. Just one alone, he could do what he did. And what if? I mean, look how he look how he dealt with Thanos, and Thanos came through, and you thought, well, shit, you know, Thanos is gonna fuck him up. He's got a full, 
He's got all the gaunt, he's got all the Infinity Stones except for one, mm-hmm. and then he just split. He didn't even give him a chance to say anything. He just split him in half. So, yeah, that's why I think he was able to do it. He caught him off guard. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, because I kept thinking, no, Thanos has more than you do, but then I was like, no, he caught him off guard. Yeah, he didn't even get a chance to you know say anything because right. he, he just split him. He didn't get a chance to defend himself. He wasn't expecting that. No, who would be? <laughs> so. Um, uh no, that's why he was so insanely powerful. He's insanely powerful anyway. But mm. with the with the you forget he has a Infinity Stone in his head. So I just didn't think he'd be strong enough to deal with the Watcher, man. The Watcher is an elder of the universe and one of the most powerful beings in the Marvel universe, and he handled it pretty easily. And I was like, yeah. but yeah, after again in the comics, read the comics, dude. He had all Infinity Stones. That's why he was able to go one toe to toe with the Watcher. Here's here's what's bothering me though, and I don't know how this connects. But what's bothering me is in the Loki series we find out how unimportant the Infinity Stones actually are in some of to, these timelines. So I don't get how as powerful as the Watcher is, he's not more powerful than Kane, or or he's he he, he he's a Watcher. He doesn't interfere with anything. And he, he is a powerful being, but he's obviously Infinity Stones affect him just because it don't affect Kane or or the AVA, which is still something he created. So still Kane, he's not as powerful as him. So it's so it, weird because uh, the Conqueror is is actually just a human being from the, the distant future. The Watcher is an eternal being of the universe. So it's like I don't. Sometimes, and that's the thing about comic books. Is it- okay, well, look at it this way: the Watcher is a being, uh, and it exists in the being, you know. But the Infinity Stones are older than him; they're older than time, or as old as time. Yeah, they're as old as time. They came out after the big, right after the Big Bang. If I'm not yeah, so okay. he is also from that. He's not. He's not beyond the Infinity Stones, so they would absolutely affect him. Yeah, uh, we, they, they did. They did affect you, so I can't argue that. It's just that this. It's just that sometimes in comic books, some things become more powerful in one series, and then they're not in another. So it's kind of like they don't have comic books. Never have continuity. You know what I mean? And, oh no, they because they don't have because yeah, they're forever going. They don't have like a, right. a hiatus. There's no right. breaks. That's what I mean. So it's like you might see Superman Prime, who is strong enough to like squash the universe with his bare hands. And then you find Clark Kent, you know, who gets slapped around by those by the other three uh, 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 Kryptonians, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like, wait, which is which is which? <laughs> you know, who's who's the real Superman here? What, what's 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 the continuity line here? But then again, you go like, okay, well, it's the multiverse. You know, everything's a little different. But it looks like Ultron is gonna be the master of the multiverse, I guess, until Kang decides. Ah, no, you're not. Yeah, that's the only one I can think of that is gonna just gonna beat him is Kane. And then, ah, now nah, I'm gonna take the stones from you now. Well, well, the new the part two of 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 that story is today, and I oh uh, is it? I, I I didn't know that. I didn't it comes know. out. They come out every Wednesday. Yeah, All no, but big, I didn't know it was part two. I thought it was just like you know another episode. But. No, no, part two is today, oh. and I haven't watched it yet. And we're probably you know, I don't I could be wrong, but. uh 
So we'll 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 see next week when we do our show about today's episode. Yeah. But my theory is the reason we saw I, I didn't think all of these were connected until I watched that Age of Ultron or uh what if Ultron one episode. Mm-hmm. Maybe just maybe all those different universes were watching all these characters. Maybe the watcher because he's at the end he's talking to the the bad Doctor Strange, you know the one. Well, yeah, I say the bad one, but the one that that fucked up his universe, or you know, he's talking to that one. Yeah. So I'm thinking they're going to go through the different universes and build another Avenger team from all these different uh, heroes, all the oh. different Avengers from the different timelines. Okay, that's just it's just a, just a theory. I don't know. I'll know when this episode's over. When we're done recording and I'll watch it. <laughs> you know what's funny is that this Ultron seems evil. When I never got the impression from the animated series to the live action movie from the comic books that he was evil, that he was just following his programming, that he's like a lion. When a lion attacks you and eats you, it's not because he hates you, it's because he's hungry and you're food. It's not evil or good. It's just what it is. Ultron seems evil in this. Like there's something driving him beyond his programming, like malice. And I don't know if I'm right or not, but that's what I feel when I watched it, is that he's evil. And I've never gotten that impression from him before. Right. You know, he's never been evil. Just, this is what I'm supposed to do, man. I don't know what to tell you. I don't like or dislike you. I just have to wipe you out of existence, man. Yeah. Yeah, you know, just business, man. You know, kind of yeah. thing. Just, yeah, a bu- uh-huh. just a businessman. I don't want to tell you, man. You know, uh, but he seems like it's personal for some reason. You it know, does like, seem to have a little bit of uh uh disdain for 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 life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like he like he saw all those other universes when like, oh yeah, I gotta I got to kill all of them. Like yeah. What? No, you don't. That's not part of your programming. You did. You you fulfilled your programming, dude. You did what you're supposed to do. Now you should shut down. It's kind of like when we uh when we first watched the Terminator. What was he gonna do after he killed Sarah Connor? I, he should just shut down, right? Well, you know, you know? that last Terminator movie, Dark Fate. That's exactly what he did. He well, he didn't. He you know once he uh. He was a learning computer. He's a CPU, your learning computer. So after he, <laughs> after he, uh, after he killed John Connor, mm-hmm. he, he was like, "Now what?" Right. And so he just started learning how to be more human. And you know, I like that part of the story. I did. I too. mean, he had a wife and adopted kids. They didn't know he was a Terminator, but uh, but you know, he just was just you know just lived a life. Right. Yeah. He so just, I, I thought it was kind of interesting. So maybe that's what it would have, could have, should have happened. I guess with Ultron. Happened. Yeah, that's what I thought was going to happen. Now, here's something for you. You remember The Rock, the movie, 1996? Good, yes. but not good, but not terrible. Sean Connery. Yes. They have Reddit has taken credit for something that our generation thought of, probably right after that movie came out. Okay. Mm-hmm. We immediately saw that. At least I did. And I'm sure you did too. You're a movie guy. I know this didn't get past you. Did you immediately go, oh, 
they caught James Bond. Uh, not not upon first viewing, but when I watched it like second, third time, I was like, it made sense that mm-hmm. this was like an alternate story of James Bond. And I was like, I wonder if, you know, since because I have Sean Connery, it's kind of a, a, a wink and a nod to people who are thinking this. But here's the funny thing. It actually is James Sean Connery's James Bond. They've proven it through the movies he did and some of the lines in the movies that he made uh, as James Bond. That, that guy, Roger Mason, is Sean Connery's James Bond's character's real name. That's actually him. They caught him. Wow. And I was like, I knew that. I was like, the coincidences were too... Big back there. It's like, wait a minute. He's an SSA. He's an SSA officer, and he's this much of a badass. He he escaped Alcatraz, the only one that did it. And then when they brought up some of the quotes from the other movies, the Bond movies, where the time he spent in Alcatraz was missing time from one of the movies he was in because he got caught, and then he escaped, and then he did another movie. It's like I knew it. I knew I was right. But Reddit's taking credit for it. Twenty-five years later, thirty, almost thirty years later. Yeah. Like, we thought about that back in the day, man. This is not your discovery. You know, it's it's like Pat Oswalt getting credit for saying that the Joker was a former uh, uh, military uh, guy, and I was like, I thought that was obvious. I I don't know why you get credit for coming up with that. Maybe because you wrote it down, but I always thought that. Joker was a military guy, you know. Uh, I never thought. Of, I, I never did. thought about that. I didn't. I didn't ever cross my mind to be honest. Oh, it but did it, with me. His plans it, were too were too perfect. He the way he executed everything. Yeah, I was like, yeah. this guy's guy has to have military training. He has to. Everything was too perfect, and I was and I'm like, I was right. I think what's his name? Nolan kind of hinted that yeah, he he has a deep military background. I was like, well, duh. A, a lunatic could not pull off what that Joker pulled off. Also, a lunatic would not be able to erase his identity the way he did. No one even knew his name. No. See, and it's all starting to come together, isn't it? <laughs> like, wait, no one knew his name? I never even thought about that. To be, yeah. That he, would, he would be uh, military trained. Yeah. Leroy and I talked about that ad nauseum after it came out. I was like, man, I think he's a military guy. And we wrote, we, we went down all the list of all the things. I was like, yeah, he's, he's, he's a military. He's a disgruntled military man. Who's trying to make a living? Uh, that's why he's robbing these drug dealers and these gangsters and can't get caught because he knows what he's doing. And it's like he's like, ah, oh, you know. And then then Patton Oswalt comes out with that like t- eight years later. It's like I oh, shut the fuck up, you fat bastard. I don't want to hey, I like Patton Oswalt. He's I, funny. And I, I like, like him too, but he still that doesn't mean he's not a fat bastard. So. Son of a bitch, you just can't be nice. You just can't be nice. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. Well, hey, have you watched? Um, have you watched Netflix has a show called Squid Game? I've been hearing a lot about that in the last couple of days, but no, I have not. Holy shit. Is it I'm good? On, yes. I'm only on episode three. I'm going to watch episode four today mm. uh, when I make myself something to eat. It is basically, uh, I'll give you a quick, uh, like, okay, like there's, this is in, you know, this is in Korea. And, uh, they're taking like desperate people. I mean, like people that are just like either like 
going to be homeless or just on the verge, just truly desperate people. Mm-hmm. Let's say, uh, let's say you're walking into uh, like the bus stop and this guy goes to mug you and you go, instead of taking my wallet, play this game with me. This like a simple game there on the street. Mm-hmm. And if you win, I'll give you like, let's say the equivalent of like uh, $10,000. Oh, okay. And uh, you know, that person is obviously desperate for cash. They're like, okay. And they win or after, you know, the trial and error, they end up winning mm-hmm. and they get the money. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want more money, call this number, give you a card, call this number. And you call the number, you get there. There's 400 and I think 61 other contestants. Mm-hmm. And you, you're like, they let you know, okay, this is a game. It's going to be a, uh, it's going to be a series of games of challenges. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you, if you, um, if you win, you move on to the next round with everyone else. If you fail, it's a, it's a pretty good chance you're going to die. Say <laughs> la vie, motherfucker. <laughs> so it's a little bit of a Hunger Games, mm-hmm. a little bit of Battle Royale, uh, um, better than Hunger Games. <laughs> Definitely. I was like, Battle Royale was twice the movie Hunger Games was. Sorry. I, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. It was much, much better. Well, Hunger Games it was it's just a ripoff of Battle Royale. Well, of course it was. I, I, I mean, as much as the author author tries to say it wasn't, it, it was. Pre, it was. It predated it pre you know Hunger uh, Battle Royale predated Hunger Games by like I think four or five years. Yeah. So, yeah, come on. Yeah, I don't trust, trust me. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. yeah. He, he stole that idea. He really did. And, or she she or she it. did whatever. Yeah. He she. It's, it was stolen <laughs> from Battle Royale. It, 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 just, it just was. So yeah. yeah, but um, so you're following different people, but the main guy, at least so far for me, you're following this guy who's a really bad gambler. It's kind of a he loves his daughter, but he's not a great father because he has such a problem with mm. being responsible and actually not gambling. He has a serious issue, and you're kind of following him, but it is like. It is brutal, and it's great. Anyway, the pot. There's mm-hmm. four. I'm on episode three. Uh, the the pot is, I think, is the equivalent. Uh, it's forty five point six billion. God. Uh, uh, in, in whatever uh, denomination the Korean money is, I I think the translation was something like was like fifty million or something like that. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah, forty-five point six billion won. Mm-hmm. So whatever that is. Um. Anyway, it is. Um. It's really good. It's a lot of fun. I'm gonna. I'm gonna watch episode four today, and uh, after I watch What If, it's just like not enough hours in the day. There's so much good shit out there. Um, another thing, <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, yeah, but I looked it up on Google. I put in 46 billion and it right popped up. Juan to USD was the first thing <laughs> I'm in the sure Google search bar. <laughs> I'm sure everyone is like done. Well, yeah, what I was gonna do, I was like, I gotta look that up. How it's much 38 uh, million dollars is what it looks like. Okay, that's still a lot. I wouldn't put my risk my life. But uh, it's a yeah, lot of not, cash. That's a lot of money, but I'm not dying over that. That's not enough right. to die for. Right. 
but uh, it is incredibly interesting to watch. I strongly recommend you watch it. I will. It looks like it looks looks good. I mean, I've heard nothing but good things about it. Um, I didn't really know what it was, but I've heard that it was great. So I'll check it out. It also sounds like when you said that you're gonna pick pick you up. Hold on, play a game with me, and you could win. You could win some money. Sounds like a drug dealer going. Eh, first one's free. Yeah. You know, it's like here's ten grand. You want some more? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take more instead of going ten grand. All right, I quit while I'm ahead. I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm that guy. I'm that guy. If I'm in the casino and I win ten grand, I'm done. I'm done for the night. Oh hell yeah! I'm done for the night. I'm not doubling down or nothing. I'm done. <laughs> I'm going home. Fuck that. You know, fuck that. At most, I'll take eight grand and put it in my pocket and gamble two. I'm that guy. Yes, but I would never. Nah, that dead dude would never be able to get to me. Yeah, it's how much is Squid Game's $45 billion present? Wow, this whole thing is done but Squid Game shit. I'm telling you, <laughs> man. It's a great show. Check it out. Um, October 22nd, man. I cannot wait. HBO Max, Dune. I was going to see this in the theater, and I probably am. I, I still may, but because, but it's not going to cost me anything to see it in the theater. So I might go just see that in the theater. Mm-hmm. And we also have... Um, um, Halloween Kills that comes out uh, on the, I believe, the fifteenth of this month. And here's yeah, what I heard about that. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, that's uh, gonna be uh, if you have uh, Peacock, if you have if you have the paid version of Peacock, which is like you know five bucks, you can go. It's gonna be exclusive on on Peacock. But again, I I'm a member at Regal, so I think I'll just go see that in the theater also. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking forward to those two that are coming up. Um, have you been watching anything in particular? Uh, well, I haven't watched any movies, but I have been keeping up on. A, I've been watching a lot of what I think is justice, and a lot of well, you should have seen that coming stuff. I'll give you two examples, and then we can go on to what you actually saw as movies and TV shows. Uh, there's a football coach named Urban Meyer who coached at Utah. He coached at Florida. I bring him up for a reason because you played football. You know how football coaches always say the magic words. We don't want any distractions. We want you to fall in line, do what everybody else does, follow the rules so that we can be cohesive as a team. We're a group. We're a unit. All that military stuff. We're at war. Don't do anything to distract from the game and all that. Right? Yep. Urban Meyer did all that until a couple nights ago after he lost the football game. He decided to go to a college town and uh, basically get lap dances from all the 20-year-old girls that were there at, 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 the, uh, at the restaurant at the party. He's 60-something years old. He might lose his job behind that. And I say, good. I've always hated football coaches for that. I've always hated them for that. We wait, are so, uh, go ahead. So, wait, he went to a strip club? Not a strip and... club, a restaurant. And, and what did he do? what did he do? He was partying with with the students at the restaurant, and the girls were giving him lap dances for the most part. I mean, he's okay. a married man with grandkids, and I get I get it. I know where you're uh, going. Go ahead. But what he's done? I mean, I get uh, that. Uh, you know, it's probably they're gonna probably fire him over a morality clause in his contract. I would assume. 
Mm-hmm. That's he's probably because, gonna lose his job because of that. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I was trying to think what are these the I mean everything he's done is is shitty, mm-hmm. but it's not illegal. So I was wondering right. what what the angle was. But if you know if they're well, they don't really fire uh, football players over illegal stuff or a morality stuff, right? Unless it's like, unless it's just like overwhelming, you know, like where people are like not going to boycott, then they'll fire them. But other right. than that, if they're not going to fire the players, why fire him? I get, I get why. I mean, if they do, I don't, I don't have a dog in this fight. I'm just wondering, mm-hmm. there's a, the hypocrisy. I mean, and probably because you know that's why he doesn't make, he doesn't draw in the crowd. That if he was a superstar coach, that people just follow around from team to team, then maybe they would get like you know like a um, like a Belichick or something mm-hmm. like that. Then they would probably just you know ignore it and hope it goes away. But I don't, I don't know, I don't know. If they're not going to fire the players, why fire him? And I'll tell you why they should fire him. Because he'd be the first one to cut the player if he thought it was a big enough distraction. That's the problem. And the media would chastise the player because he was a distraction. I've never understood that term in football, distraction. It's, it's, it's a thing that it's just like, so you can't handle a guy having a little bit of turmoil and still play the game? Everything has to go perfectly in order for you to play the game? Really? No other sport talks about distractions more than football. No other sport does. But in football, if your leader, who the coach is supposed to be, is acting like a jackass, how are the players supposed to follow him? That's the problem. But, and you're also right about your analysis, is that he's not a big enough name. Yeah. If he was Bill Belichick, man, fuck that, dude. That's Belichick. Let him go out and fuck these 20-year-olds and piss off his wife all he wants. That's Bill fucking Belichick, man. That man's got yeah. nine rings. Fuck y'all. Yeah, what he do. Yeah, and there's always outliers, man. Now the next one, and then we'll go to you. Is this lady named Sage Steele? She works. She worked for ESPN. Uh, She got fired because she went on a podcast and ripped into people who were taking the vaccinations. She said they're sheep and that they should not take it. Uh, She was mad because. Yeah, she was (laughs) mad. I know you're right. She was mad because the government may, has mandated it for certain workers. She said that's against their freedoms and all. Now, she's a little mixed black lady. And I only say this because of the last thing that really got her fired. She went on a podcast and said that, and this podcast is owned by ESPN, not like us, who are just independent, owned by the company she works for. So there's things she can and cannot say on this podcast. You know, like right, Stone Cold's right. podcast is owned by the WWE. There are things he right. has to run past Vince before he can go and do it. And right. she decided to insult Barack Obama. How, you ask? I'll tell you. Oh. She said that she thinks that it's hypocritical that he claims he's a black man because his white How? mother and white grandmother raised him and his black grand his black father was nowhere to be around. He should say he's biracial, but he's fallen into the liberal trap of saying that he's black. And that he's not mixed. He's never and this and that. And then I think that's wrong. It's like I'm half black, half white. I'm biracial. That's like, wow, really? Okay. She's a, a stupid bitch. She's a stupid bitch. Oh, you have hey, no hey, idea. Yeah. When, oh, when, when, when he was the president, they weren't calling him the biracial president. The racists weren't calling him the biracial president. They were calling him the nigger president. Yeah. You know <laughs> so, that's the first tweet he got? Did you know that? 
when he no. opened up his, when he opened up his Twitter account as president, you know what the first tweet was? Fuck you, nigger. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny how people who don't really have or seen racism enough try to tell you how it doesn't exist or tell you that you know you're not black. It's just it's it's the same stupid shit some black folks like to uh like to you know, they'll like to make some declaration that you're, or, you know, I've, I've come across this too much in my life. Oh, I don't, sp- I speak a certain way, so I'm not black enough or, or yeah, some, or some white dude that, uh, that is like immersed in black popular culture, not mm-hmm. real black culture, but black American pop culture tries to say, Oh, I'm more black than you because yep. I do that. I hate, I'll, fucking choke the life out of some idiot that says that stupid shit. Don't ever question my fucking blackness because I don't fit into what stereotype you prefer. Preach, nigga, preach! (laughs) I fucking hate that shit. Preach, motherfucker. And when it comes from a black person, it's even more infuriating. Yep. Amen to that, man. I hate that. The one I hate most of those when white girls act like you're not black enough. That's the one that makes me go insane. Oh, oh. Because I've had a few of them go like, really aren't that black are you i said you know if you know what the 1950s i would have choked the life out of you by now yeah you, you stupid bitch it just shows how ignorant you are right you know if you're gonna say some stupid shit like that you know because my pants ain't below my ass and i'm not yo yo yoing or whatever yeah yeah i speak black people are supposed to talk i I'm speak like really black. I have, yeah i speak like i have a brain in my head oh so you're saying that you, you use you don't use uh proper english you're just not, you know, you speak like you're not intelligent. That's speaking black. Yeah. Fuck you. Pretty Fuck much. you all the way. I had a lady from Houston when I worked in uh, Comcast. She was like, she said, are you black? I was like, here it comes. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. I am black. How can I help you? Well, I just want to say that you sound really intelligent. You don't sound like the rest of them. And I hung up on her. I Ugh. missed my job on that one. I hung up on her. Well, you know, boss, I argue- my boss said something. I was like, no, I'm not listening to that. Fire yeah. me if you want. Not doing it. Yeah. He's like, you're all right. I just, you know, just want to know what's happening. Because <laughs> you got a little mad. I was like, nah, yeah. fuck that. No, and then, no. Here's something, here's something else. One more. This dude at that job at Comcast called me Uncle Ruckus. And this other this white dude told me he said it. And I was like, oh, he did? Where is he at? Is he in his cubicle? Yeah. All right. I'll be back. And he said, where are you going? I was like, I'll be back. And I walked over to his cubicle. And I was just about to turn the cord into his cubicle. And the dude said, what are you doing? I said, I'm about to choke the life out of him. <laughs> He said, oh, come back, come back. And him and two other people grabbed me and pulled me back. And I wasn't even, I was, you've been so mad that you're not mad. Uh, Yeah, I'm just completely calm. Yeah, that's what I was. like, this is so, I am so angry. I'm going to calmly do something that's not. It's not not good. (laughs) It's not good. It's not going to be good. Yeah, I was so calm that. I didn't even yell at them to let me go. I was like, what? What's the problem? I'm just going to rip his head off. It's, yeah, it's like, this is just a matter of fact. This is just what's going to happen. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought back on it. I was like, man, I was lost at that moment. Because I, I was going to hurt him really, really Ugh. badly. I was really going to hurt him. I was going to teach him that you don't, you don't know me. You don't know anything about me. It's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to put you in a horrible position here. And, and I'm going I'm to hurt you really badly. And it's not like I'm angry, but I am. But it's like, I'm past that. I'm at the point where this is going to happen. And you're just going to have to hope I don't kill you. That's where I was. You're just going to have to pray to God I don't break your neck. Because I'm coming. 
Yeah. And they pulled me back and the, 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 the team leaders took me into the office and they all, there was like six of them. They all talked me off the, off the ledge and they made him apologize. He's like, no, I was just joking, man. I was like, oh, fuck your jokes. That's what I said. I was like, you know what? I don't care. Don't you ever say nothing like that about me. You don't know me, motherfucker. He was, he, here's the worst part. He's one of the, he was one of the niggas who was from like Chicago or something, you know, who thinks that they better than the, tougher than the dudes from Portland. I, fucking, oh, I, I hate that stupid. Yeah. I'm from, I'm from this. I'm from that. Oh, yeah. oh my fuck favorite. You. I'm from Compton. So I'm supposed to be afraid of that. Yeah. You, you can get your ass beat right here. Yeah, it's like, I don't care. Compton. I remember this dude was from, I'm from New York. I don't care where you're from. I will beat your ass. I don't care if you're from. And I remember we had, we were at Track City. We beat this team from L.A. in the sprints, in the relay. And then I said, now if you L.A. bitches want it, we'll go whoop your ass in some basketball, us Portland hillbillies. How about that? And we went and we whooped them in some basketball. And I was like, now, nah, after that was over, I, for some reason I was the head dog there at that point. And I was like, now, nah, <laughs> y'all want to fight? Hmm? They're like, no, we good, man. They laugh. I was like, yeah, fuck all of you. I said, I, I said, I hate getting disrespected because my area code is 503. Yeah, it makes zero sense shit. to me. Makes yeah. zero sense to me. Hey, I don't, I've never understood it. I don't, what makes you so much tougher because you're in Brooklyn or in LA or in Chicago or in Compton or Long Beach? What makes you so much better? But you don't know me. You don't know my struggle. I, I mean, I, I just like, I, I hate, I've always hated that so much. Oh, okay. Now, no, no. Been, what have you been watching this cheerful? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, not a lot. I've been kind of, uh, I've been uh, kind of my social life. I've uh, been eating up a lot lately, so I haven't watched as much TV as I've wanted to because I've been out doing shit. But living your I, life, baby. Living I've been your- li- living my best life. But, 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 um, you know, I did catch the squid game and, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm like behind on law and order. I'm behind on family guy. I'm behind on, on a lot of the shows and movies I've been wanting to get to. And, uh, but I am going to try and catch up a little bit, uh, this weekend, but, um, I got, wasn't terrible. Wasn't great. No, you know, you know, and sometimes they have, uh well the last one I saw was uh Lois going blind. Yeah, that one. That was Okay. Bad. I haven't seen the new one, but um you know, sometimes it's hit or miss. I mean, their track record is stellar. I mean, they've been as long as they've been on the air, I can't think of a lot that I haven't liked. You know, or, or at least yeah, chuckled I at. I mean, you know, they have one so-so one every now and again. That's okay cuz they they they're pretty good. It's not like, like South Park where South Park misses all. Well, well, yeah, but they, yeah, they put out way more content and they're way more prolific than family guy, family guy, you know, you'll get like one season, you'll get what, like 10, 12, 15 episodes at the most. That is true. Yeah, they did that. I looked through that. There's a couple where there's like 10 episodes, 12, 14, and there's one that's 22, 24. Wait, what? Yeah. And you know, and South Park, I mean, their shit is super current and they put out a lot of them. Yeah. So, well, they said that that's why they don't change the animation style because they want to be able to stay current. Yeah, because it's so simple and easy and blocking. Takes five, takes five days. Yeah. To, to do their to do a, an entire show, they do it in five days. I watched. Remember that show they did where it went from an idea to TV, and it was an amazing process. And it really wasn't even that stressful. They just know what they're doing. Well, by the time that I know what show you're talking about, or that. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, by the time we got to that point, they were a well-oiled machine. I mean, they've been around yeah. like what, 24 years? Yeah. Something crazy like that? Yeah, they 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 know how to do it, man. And I I still say that into the closet and the fish dicks Kanye, that was so good, man. Kanye was so pissed because I really don't think he got the joke in real life. I really don't. Oh, that guy, no, fuck that dude. (laughs) Yeah, I I think Kanye's so arrogant. I I was such a defender of him for so long. Why? Well, before, before, before the before his mom died, before the Trump shit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, I was like, because you know, he's always had this reputation for being an asshole, but at right. the same time, this genius. And uh, after right. his mom died, and he started, you know, well, after his mom died, we still got, you know, George Bush hates black people. But when he started like talking about Trump and slavery was probably a choice, mm-hmm. I was like, you can go fuck yourself. You can go fuck the entire. You can. Get the entire fuck out of here. I was just like, after that, I was done with him. I, I don't care what. And, you know, and I was like, well, I can still listen to his old stuff. And even that just makes me mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I can't even listen to his old shit anymore. I'm just done with him completely. It's like R. Kelly, like this one black comedian. So uh, I have a hard time listening to his old stuff because I know what he was doing back then. I was like, if you're my age, you and remember you know- him fucking Aaliyah. You yeah. remember that shit going, oh, Nobody's gonna say anything about this man the screwing only, a fourteen-year-old. Nobody. The, the only only thing in print I saw that even like gave a raised eyebrow to his to that was Rolling Stone. Everyone else is like pretended she wasn't like fifteen years old, yeah. and he wasn't like thirty. Yeah, she was a fucking child, literally a child. She's put it this way. Let's put it in these terms. She's four. He was four years older than your daughter. How about that? Put it in those terms. Yeah. No shit. I mean, God damn it, man! I was—I remember being so angry. I was like, "He produced her album, and it was called AJ Nothing But a Number." I mean, it was all there. I know. And I was like, "And and Rolling Stone was the only publication I remember reading was like, I don't think this is okay." (laughs) You know, everyone else, even the Source and and Double XL, everyone just didn't bring it up. It was like, uh, you know, his albums are too hot. We're just gonna pretend he's not fucking this kid. Oh, yeah. And also, black folks defend each other no matter what. Like, I like how some white folks will do. But here's the thing the real life, I knew the real life R. Kelly. Well, because I think R. Kelly's not really real because he's so famous and rich that, in my view, he's not real. He's in another world than I am. But in my world, the real R. Kelly was a dude named Howard Avery. I told you about him. Uh-huh. He, he actually said those words to these, what were they, uh, sophomores in high school girls on a trip in LA that I was on. He said to the girls, hey, what do y'all think about dating an older man? The girl's like, what? You know, age ain't nothing but a number. And I'm like, oh, shit. He's fucking these kids. And I remember talking to the dude who was running the whole program. I said, you know, he's fucking these kids. Well, you know, he's had a lot of issues and we're working on that. What do you mean you're working on it? You need to fucking fire this dude. Well, he was homeless. But I said, I don't care. And the funny thing is Howard knew I was talking about him. But the thing was, at that time... I had a reputation of being crazy Marcel. And plus, I was like this huge behemoth gorilla man. So uh-huh. <laughs> nobody really wanted to go down that road. You know, no matter if I was that bad or not, no one wanted to go down that road. And he's, yeah. like, he's like, man, what you saying about me? I said, motherfucker, you heard what I said about you and these little girls, man. He said, you ain't got no proof. I said, no, I don't. Otherwise, I'd have gone to the cops. I said, I have no proof. But if I ever do, you will be in prison. And now he's locked up. He won't get out to think that he's 
guy for another 10, 10 years easily before he gets out. And I'm Jeez. like, you piece of shit. He threw this one girl, he drove her to the abortion clinic and kicked her out of the car on the porch and then threw money at her to go get an abortion of his baby. She was like 15 years old. Nobody Ugh. said a word. Nobody. And I take part of the blame too. Like R. Kelly, I know there are people like me who were concerned but just didn't do anything like they should have. And right. they feel like shit. And I feel like shit too. And this was, this was like in the early 90s and I still feel bad about it. I should have been more proactive. I should have been, I should have done a lot of things that I didn't do. I didn't ignore it like everybody else or condone it like other people did, but I didn't do what I should have you were, done. You were, you were complacent. You were complacent. I was. I was. And I, I, I'll say that to my dying day. I didn't, I was complacent in, in, in his raping little girls. I really was. And I, I hate myself for that. To this day, it bothers me to no end that I did not do what I should have done to stop that dude. And he, oh my God. And that's why R. Kelly just gets me in my core because they all knew. Everybody yeah, well, he got convicted this. Knew. He got convicted this week. Good. I hope he never sees the light of day again. I don't ever want R. Kelly to be on the streets again. Fuck R. Kelly. Fuck him till he dies. That's how I feel about R. Kelly. Oh my god, I hate that dude so much. What did he get? I wonder. I'm gonna look up what he got. How many years he got? I don't know. Sure, the sentencing has come yet. No, but I mean, I I I should say I should I want to know what's on the table because uh, yeah because yeah he hasn't been sentenced he, you know they have like what he's charged for what he could mm-hmm. get and then right. there's sen- sentencing. Oh, while you do that, do you remember Nelly? Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> I remember Nelly. <laughs> do you remember when Nelly was voted uh, one of the top uh, talents under the age of twenty five uh, years and years ago? Do you remember that People Magazine? Yeah. Top 25 under 25. Nelly yeah. was 30 years old when that happened. How old? Nelly was 30. He finally said that he'd been lied about his age. Nelly was lied about his age. As five, he was making himself five years younger. Nelly was 30 when that happened. Oh, Nelly's our wow. age, dude. Nelly's as old as us. I wow. always thought Nelly was like quite a bit younger than me. Now, he's our age. I almost died laughing. I was like, good for you, sir. It's like Sally Jesse Raphael. She, we found out later that she was 15 years older than she said she was. 15 years older. And Holy I'm like, shit. well, and I, I, I looked at it this way. I said, okay, what does it really matter how old she is? There are a lot of cultures in this world, still to this day in 2021, who don't care about age. They just think, what can you do? Can you do the job? Yes. Don't care how old you are. It's it's Western culture that says, okay, at two, you're supposed to be potty trained. At, at, at eight, you're riding bikes. At 13, you get this party and you're becoming, a, you get braces and you're becoming an adult. At 16, you sleep for birthday party. 18, you can you join the army. 21, you can buy cigarettes, go to clubs. And then everything has a milestone every date. So you worry about how old you are from the time you're a little kid until you die. <laughs> Retire at 65, 70 years old, or whatever it is now. You know, and it's like, but what if I can still work though? What if my kids potty trained at, at three or a year old? You're behind. No, you're <laughs> way ahead of everything. It's like, wait, what? This this whole concept of age, other than when you have, and I only say this to put it back to R. Kelly. 
unless you have a 30-year-old man trying to fuck a 14-year-old girl, because let's be honest, let's be real. I'm totally upfront about that. There was a time, thousands and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago, where that was something that needed to happen because people didn't live that long. I wouldn't even say hundreds and hundreds. I'd say even about a hundred years ago. Yeah, but it, but this is a recent thing is what I'm saying. I'm not saying thousands of years ago, but hundreds and hundreds of years is still kind of a recent thing, especially if you talk about humanity and how long we've been here. But I get what you're saying. A hundred years ago, we had to, in order to populate the cities, in order to keep our species going, that a 14, 13, 14-year-old 14 girl she had to start having kids because one, she's resilient, she's young, she can get through childbirth a lot easier. Plus, this dude who's 30, he's one of the elders of the fucking city. Do you realize the writers of the Constitution were all 20, 21, 22 year olds? Yeah. Do you realize that? How young they were when they wrote that damn thing? But they were grown men at that age. Now they're just fucking frat boys. No one listens right. to a 21 year old anymore. But that's how old they were when they wrote the Constitution because times different now you fuck a 14 year old at 30 you need to be locked up forever age is a number now but 100 years ago you're right age ain't nothing but a number you do what you got to do and i understood it then because women at 12 13 14 were grown now they're not now they're children leave me the fuck alone what's wrong with you oh did you find out how much he's gonna get by the way uh he's facing 10 years that's it yeah Oh, that sucks. So you'll probably get you'll probably get six. Oh, that's so disappointing. God, I wish you hadn't told me that. Now I'm disappointed. <laughs> well, I'm... at least he's doing time. You know, that's it, I guess. Yeah. I, at least he's doing time. I mean, it's you know it's not enough though. No, not no, enough. it's not. Not even not a little bit. Nah, he's 50 years old, 52. 54. 54. Yeah, he'll be out at 60. Yeah, he's oh, that's not enough time for him, dude. You know, no. like I like I thought Bill Cosby, as old as he is, he got enough time only because of his age. You know, I know what he did was wrong, but the man's almost ninety years old. He's not a threat no more. Let him out. Okay, I get that, but he should have gone to jail anyway, and he did. He did what? Three years? Two years? Whatever, whatever it was. Uh, I think he did three years. Three years? That's enough. So let Bill Cosby out, live his last five years or however long he's got. As a free man, because he's not a threat no more. I always feel like that if unless the crimes are horrendous, if you're not a threat to society anymore, like you're 85, 90, man, just open the door and let them out. It's, there's no point in keeping them in there no more, man. It just it just isn't. To me, that's cruel. I don't, I don't unless, know. Unless they've done something horrible. Now, that was the caveat. Okay. Something horrible. Like, if they murdered children or were serial killers, yeah, they don't never get to get out. You know, but something like Bill Cosby, which the last time he did that was 30 years ago. Eh, he's nine, almost 90. Ah, let him out. He ain't going to be doing that to nobody anymore. He's not a threat. Let him out. R. Kelly's still a threat at 60. It's called Viagra, Cialis, or whatever. He's still a threat. He needs to stay in prison until he's about 80. Then you can let him out. 85, then you let him free. Yes. To me, anyway. That's how I, that's what I think. Anyway. But I'm a hater, so. <laughs> now, I'm I'm a I'm a hater. I'm not a real black man because I think R. Kelly should go to prison. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, that, and that's kind of why I don't like. I mean, that's why I love black folks, and and at the same time, I think we have an issue with, like, you know, we'll 
we're the only race of people that feels responsible for each other. Like uh, how many times have you been somewhere where it's just you and maybe one other person that's black and they're fucking up and you're, you're like embarrassed for them. And you're also embarrassed. Like, dude, we got to like, there's not a lot of us, especially here in the Northwest. There's not a lot of us. So let's represent, you know, let's be our best face forward. Mm-hmm. You know, and so we're the only race of people that like feel responsible for for each other that way. Yeah. But at the same token, like the OJ thing, he come on, he's guilty as fuck. I don't See, like. I don't, th- and I don't think he did it. I think his son oh, did it. Bullshit. See, you and I have had this argument before, <laughs> and I. But see, here's the thing: I understand exactly where you're coming from and why you think how you think. The only problem I have with people who are convinced that OJ did it is that they don't look at it from where I'm coming from objectively. I still say that his son did it and OJ was going to take the fall for his boy because everything lines up for his son. It all lines up for his boy to have done it. Everything lines up for that. And the reason why I said OJ didn't do it is because I cannot see a man whose knees and shoulders are shot like he is dancing around ninja style, hacking up two people. Again, he was he still, he's still, uh, he was still, he's an older man, but he was still in great shape. And this was an elite athlete at one point. They're no, even an old elite athlete, they're, they're no, the, his wife and that, and Ron, uh, no, no, what was, uh, what was his name? Uh, I call him Ron Jewish. It was yeah, Ron, Ron Goldman, Ron Jr. You almost, you almost said it. Almost said uh, it. I said Ron Jr. I was, I wasn't going to do it. what you did. Damn it, I, I wasn't going to do, do what you did. <laughs> I was hoping you'd say it. Ah, that would have been so beautiful. It wouldn't take much. I mean, he, to, to, to overtake them, maybe you had to you can be quick, you know. I don't think it's two people, I don't think his son did it. I just, I don't, I don't buy that. You I don't, that, that was that was like all the that was like part of the conspiracy thing that a lot of black folks he didn't do it. It's you know, there's all these no, he fucking did that shit. Here, here's the last bit the last bit that I will say on OJ, and this is one of the arguments I use his daughter, from what everybody said, if you remember at the time, that little girl saw who came in. Now, because she was young, they never got her to testify or anything for some odd reason, but I'm almost convinced that she knows who did it. She's living with her dad now, and I don't think she'd be living with her dad if her dad killed her mother. She has no ties to her brother anymore. She doesn't talk to him no more. And And to me, that says a lot, because she was close to her brother until that time, from everything I read. And I read a lot about the case. And that, that kind of helps me think that I think that boy did it. I think that boy flipped out at his because see that white woman stole OJ, what he thought anyway, from his really? black mother. And he hated her for it. Plus, she was from what everything I read, she was screwing Ron Goldman. So he might have thought doubly screwing my dad. Well, well, yeah, I, 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 so, I don't believe he was just some guy returning her glasses like the. No, he, hell no, he, no, that no. doesn't even make that doesn't even make sense. That didn't make sense. Then it don't make sense now. That dude no. was, fucking, was fucking her. End of discussion. They were, they, yeah. they were having sex. Just the way it was. I'm not going to drive to somebody's house to return their glasses. That's just not. I might call them. Hey, uh, you left your glasses here. At the club. Or if I'm uh, if I'm going that way, I'm already. Hey, I'm already in the neighborhood and I know I know who you are. Here are your glasses, but yeah, I'm not. Come on, yeah. He, that, 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 they, they try to paint it like he was some random dude that no. she just happened. No, 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 I don't no. believe that for a minute. No, I don't either. Never. Did. But I, but I also believe OJ did it. 
I mean, he didn't act like some. He just. He didn't act like someone who didn't do it. No, <laughs> Let me no, put it that I, way. I get it, and I and I and I and I can understand your side of of the argument. I just don't like when people don't even try to understand my side of it because there were so many things that LAPD did wrong. Well, the, what LAPD did wrong is they couldn't they couldn't frame a guilty man. <laughs> That's the way it was because they did a lot of stupid shit. They that, tried that, to frame. They, 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 they did not need to do. They yeah, just they made tried. shit worse. Remember the, like, blood, remember the blood stain on the car that would turned out to be McDonald's hamburger sauce? Yeah. That's, that was the reason why they burst into the house because they said, somebody's bleeding in there. There's a blood stain. Dude, it was the size of a pinhead. It was like they did so many fucking stupid things. They took his they took his shoes home. One of yeah. the officers took them home and a vial of his blood, which they found out later there was less of the blood when they finally turned it in than there was when he picked it up. Yeah, I mean, there's so much shit that they did that it's like I couldn't have found him guilty even if I even if I believed that he did it. I just couldn't have done it. Also, my bottom line is this: at that time in in, in my life, I remember saying to my little brother, even if he did do it, I'm kind of glad he got off. You know why? Do you know how what? many white folks throughout the history of this country have gotten off for killing black folks? Well, nobody said a goddamn thing about it. like the people who killed Emmett Till. Yeah, the, now I, I don't think. So fuck it, I don't care. I think I, I think a lot of when people were cheering when OJ got off, they weren't cheering the white woman getting killed. They were no. cheering the system. I was like, uh, I think Chappelle said it perfect. He's like, yeah, that justice system stings, don't it? Because they, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember because yeah, you know, like we're watching a, a guilt. You know, Chappelle said it, and I agree with him. We're watching a guilty man get away with murder, and you and we we see it. Black folks see it all the fucking time. Yep. So it was just nice in a morbid way to see it work on the other side. Absolutely. And what so white people got a taste of what black folks and brown folks and mm-hmm. just feel. On a daily. Yep. And that's why. On a daily. Even if he did it, I don't care. Because at that time, and I still feel this way, because Emmett Till's killers and that woman were never brought to justice, even after she admitted she No, lied. she got to die in her bed of old age, surrounded by loved ones, and then right. admit what she did. Right. So I don't care. And I would say that on national TV in front of the world, if I could. I don't care. Even if he is guilty. Glad he got to walk. I'm glad at least one person, one person of color got to walk so that you can understand what we felt since the day we got pulled off these ships and into bondage. At least you can now have a taste of what we've been feeling for 400 years when y'all kill one of us and nothing happens. So, fuck it. (laughs) I, I don't care who hears me say it either. I'll tell anybody. Because that's how I felt, and that's how I still feel about about that. I don't care. I'm just glad the system said, well, you have enough money. Have a nice day, black man, even though you killed a white, blonde white woman and a Jew. Have a nice day. Well, <laughs> I uh, we went from teachers we like. I know, right? To what we watched. Uh-huh. To a 22-year-old murder case. No, Wait. what am I saying? Yeah, 30. Almost 30 year 30, old, it's almost 30 years, dude. almost 30 year old murder case yeah. that we we split the difference on, but yeah. uh, 
That's what you get sometimes, folks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no cohesion at all. Uh, yeah, there's none. None. We're we're it's just a crazy day. So um we will see you next week. <laughs> right? Next week, everybody, peace out. Bye. <laughs>